As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, this is Christina Suter with AWOP Talk 24-7. It's awoptalk dot com. I have a show on AWOP Talk called Ask Christina First. That's me, Christina Suter. I try to answer each week for you, the entrepreneur. What does it mean to have the heart of an entrepreneur? What does it mean to be excited about your business? How can you craft your business so that it is serving you as well as serving your community? Are you a conscious-minded business owner? Do you want to make a difference on the face of this planet? If you do, my show is directed directly towards you. Hi there. Welcome to Ask Christina First, straight talk for entrepreneurs and sole proprietors on what makes small business work. I've refocused the show for the conscious-minded business owner. So I suspect if you're listening to me right now that you fall into that category. The conscious-minded business owner is somebody who really desires to run their business. Maybe you could just call it as simple as having a good heart that you're interested in being able to move your business forward in a way that takes care of yourself and takes care of others. That you choose to take care of others, you choose to take care of yourself. And that, that you know, there's so many different quote unquote religions that can fall under that basic precedent, that basic tentament, which is that you choose to take care of others, that you choose to take care of yourself. So, My show specifically this week is on revisioning your vision. Did you start your company with a vision? Did you originally start where you knew that your company was specifically something that was um, exciting for you, something that you had that was a brand new way of looking at something that you felt like, you know, if I just did this this way, if I just did this plumbing this way, if I just teached children this way, if I just did it a little bit different, a little bit different from the way that is done normally, that that could make a big difference. I could make a difference on the face of this planet or make a difference for some other people, or I could make things better by doing it my way, my particular uh, tact, my particular signature, my particular thought, my particular way of implementing this could make the world better or be a better way of doing it. And that's why you started your business. Isn't that why we started our business as entrepreneurs? Why would you start as an entrepreneur unless you had the thought, either this can make the world better and I can do it my way, or this is going to make me money and I can do it my way. Because so many of us can just get a job. You can just go get a job. But there was a moment, there was a moment where you decided to not go get a job. There was a moment where 
either you were inspired to move forward or you were afraid and you couldn't get a job, but you still had a moment right after that fear that was the vision that created your company. I'm trying to be real world with you guys, real direct, right? I mean, not everybody starts their company because they're entrepreneurs and they're so brave and they're so excited. Sometimes we start as entrepreneurs because we're afraid. We've run out of money and we don't know where else to turn and we don't want or are unwilling or don't feel we can get a traditional job. That is generally the nexus, the moment that creates the entrepreneur, either through excitement of a vision or fear that you can't do anything else, so you're gonna have to do this. So I'm just being real honest with you. But even if it started out of fear, guys, you still had a vision of what you could do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have started your company. You you know, my, my stepdad, many, many a year ago, he was, you know, he died a couple decades ago. And so he was older. When he was a boy, because he was seven kids, he would buy lollipops on one side of the bridge in San Francisco, walk them across the bridge and sell them on the other side of the bridge. And he was like nine years old. That is a young entrepreneur, right? And it was just a very simple thought. He's like, ooh, I'm nine. I can buy lollipops and I can walk them across the bridge and I can sell them for more. And he's a cute nine-year-old kid, so he probably did sell them for more. But even that was a vision. It was a moment where he went, I could do this and be successful at it. And maybe your vision was as simple as that. Or maybe your vision is as complicated as, you know, banning malaria from the world so that, we know, so that no child ever has to be sick again but with that, with that disease. Your vision can be simple. It can be complicated. But it was your vision. And now it's quite possible that your vision has changed that you need to recapture your vision. You need to realign with your vision. You need to recreate that vision. And maybe it needs to be very different. Do your business set as your purpose. I always want to remind you that doing your business is part of your purpose. It's part of you being a good-hearted person. It's part of you following your spirit. It's part of you following your sense of purpose on the face of this planet. Entrepreneurs in particular, guys, we get to have that. Because oftentimes, being an entrepreneur, the company, even if it started out of fear, there was also a vision, a minute, a moment, a 30-second opening of what was possible for you. Maybe it was just you who could do it. Maybe only you are the only one on the face of the planet that can do it, or maybe you're one of hundreds of people who are already doing it. But you had an excitement that showed up. That, may, that excitement suggests it might be part of your purpose. And again, I have a whole show on purpose, and we probably I don't want to go through that right now. Let's get real. You are the leader in your company. You are the one that drives its future. Your vision is what should be guiding the future of your company. It's what should be deciding where it's going to go, as well as staying current on market industry and trends, which I have done. So go find market industry and trends and tracking your industry. So you are the one driving the future of your company. You are the only one, if you're an entrepreneur, you are the one that is responsible for that. It is not your employees, and it's not even your market researcher. Let's say you're a big company and you hire market researchers to tell you what's going on in your industry. Even then, you are the one who makes that decision. You're the one who changes that in your company. You're one, the one that allows that to happen. So ultimately, you are the one that drives the future of your company. It's your responsibility. Did you have a vision? I already asked that question early on, didn't I? Did you have a vision? Did you have something that showed up, that moment of excitement? Remember, even if it was out of fear, Let's get clear 
that what followed that was a vision. Otherwise, you would never have just chosen to do what you're doing. And you just wouldn't have had the thought to do it. Okay, now let's get clear. I've been an entrepreneur. I've owned businesses for many years. And I know that the original vision may not be what the company is today. I know that the original vision lit you up. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it, right? You at least thought you could make money at it. But that now you're five years, three years, five years, eight years, 20 years, 30 years later, and your company may no longer be a fulfillment of that original vision. Or maybe the way that you're experiencing your company is no longer fulfilling to you. Do things need to change for you? Maybe you've completely fulfilled the original vision of the company and now you no longer want to participate with it that way or do you need to update your vision because the company itself is not working or the company itself has um, moved away from the original version vision so my favorite story to keep it simple is about earth cafe I love Earth Cafe. I really do. Julia and Shalom are awesome people. I've had a chance to meet them and interact with them. I really appreciate where they come from. Their original vision was a fair trade shop. It morphed from fair trade, where they sold multiple items, clothing, shawls, cups, bowls, and coffee, organically grown fair trade coffee, to them making coffee to encourage people to walk in, to them having coffee and bagels for people in the morning so that they would hang out in the shop and buy more things, to it being an actual cafe, which had fair trade and organic goods. Sorry, fair trade and organic uh, food goods. So sandwiches, meats, um, you know, granola. They make their own granola, coffee, which they source themselves. You know, they've even opened a school in one of the locations, and maybe they've opened more than one now. Um, where they buy their fair trade coffee from. So they really needed to update their vision. Now, does that make you wonder what their original vision was really about? If they went from selling fair trade goods, right, which looked like a store, retail, to having a coffee shop, was they, were they attached to the goods idea or were they attached to the fair trade idea? You see, they updated their vision of running a fair trade goods store to running a fair trade coffee and cafe. You see, so do you need to update your vision? Do you need to pull out of your vision? What was the most salient, most important thing to you? Are you overwhelmed by the challenges of managing your small business and you're ready to turn that around? Do you find that the same problem keeps happening over and over and you don't know why? Or maybe you're just tired of giving your business your all and want a better answer than working 60 plus hours a week. Then call Ground Level Small Business Management Consulting. Christina Sutter has been working with small business and small business owners for over a decade and she has the clarity and integrity to help you find workable, implementable, and simple solutions to help you turn your business around and help you be focused on living that vision that you had originally when you opened your business in the first place. Call 310-463-5942 for a free introductory 20-minute consultation or go to www.groundlevel-consulting.com. Find out more about Christina and Ground Level Consulting.
You have perfect permission to make your company work for you. When you do that, that means peace for you. So maybe you need to change your company because it's vision, it's a fulfillment, it's fulfilling its original vision, but you don't like it or who you are in relationship to it, you don't like. You have perfect permission to change that. Or you need to change your company's vision or re-envision it because it isn't actually successful in its original form and it needs to move on to another form. How do you know what your vision is? Right, fair trade or fair trade goods, or is it goods? See, Shalom, should, Shalom and Julia could have just as easily changed their shop from fair trade goods to just goods that sold well, so that they could have a store with goods in it, a retail store. What was the most salient part of their vision to them? It was their fair trade, clearly, because that's the trajectory that that change in vision um, went on versus having a retail store that was successful at selling quality goods. They could have gone a totally different trajectory. So how do you know what your vision is? How to recapture it from your brain. Just purely, this is pure homework, guys. Get out a piece of paper. Get out your brain. Hello, brain. Hello, brain. Hello, brain. Bring your brain online and re-see what your vision was. Rewrite out, just write it out, what your original vision was. What was the original vision? Okay. Now. Give yourself an opportunity to update that vision. If you in this moment gave yourself the opportunity to decide again what your vision was, to decide again what would you craft, now that you've learned what it means to run your company for the last three, five, eight, 10, 20, 30 years, now what would you do? How would you do it differently? What would you be lit up about? And remember, we've got two different things. We've got the vision being fulfilled, but you needing a different relationship with it, and the vision not working in the physical world, and you needing to update the vision itself so it works inside the physical world. So see it, write the original vision, and then rewrite it. Write it as it would be today. Write it as you would with all the knowledge you have. Be willing to bring to bear the expert that you are in rewriting your vision. Now, once you've written the old vision and you've rewritten the new vision, I really suggest you do two different things and I suggest you do both of them. One's called a living vision where you write out, I get up in the morning and I do blank, 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 and I do blank, 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 and I do blank, blank, blank. And your intention is to have that be at least 50% realistic, but also 50% new, 50% a change in the direction that you want. You see, that living vision, you rewriting up the living vision where, it's, where you write, I'm getting up in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm excited about my workday because I get to be with blah, blah, blah and do da, da, da and work with this, this employee and talk to that particular meeting. That living vision of who you are in relationship to your company is just as vital as what the company is doing. So... Do a living, so now you've got several steps. I want you to write the original vision, write a potential new vision based on your expertise and your feelings and desires today. Now I want you to write a living vision, which is I wake up in the morning and I'm doing blah, 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 and I'm happy doing it. And then I want you to map out. I want you to put in the middle a circle, put your company, map out all the arms of your company. On the new vision, you can do a current map 
and you can do a new map, but I really want you to do the new map. Map out a new version. This arm goes over here. We have sales and marketing and so-and-so is in charge of it. And this is what we do. And over here we have our products and here's our product lines. And here's the product lines I want to bring on board. And here's how much they're selling for and here's how many are selling. And here's the joy that we have. And here's how deeply we affect our community. You see, you want you to map out your vision of what your company's doing. Okay, so now that you've done that, that's really kind of the bulk of the work, isn't it? You saw your old vision, you wrote and updated a new potential vision, you created a living vision in relationship to your, your business, your relationship to your business, and you've up created the new map that goes with the components of the company, what those components are doing in relationship to the new vision. How does it, how to make it work for you? Now, how do you make it work for you? Remember the, the vision where you're having a good day running your company? Here's how the physical world logistics happens where you can make that vision come true. A well-imagined fantasy is often believed. Simple, simple awareness is often curative. So if you're aware that it's not working and you're willing to change it, that's often a curative by itself. Okay, but here's some real world physical steps just to push, push along the new vision. You ready? Identify what parts, remember we've just mapped your company. Identify what parts are your strengths. What parts of your day, what parts of your company are, are your strengths? This is where you excel and this is what you like. Identify what parts are your strengths and identify what kind of time that takes. You've been running your company. You've been running your company long enough. You need to re-envision it. So identify what parts are your strengths in relationship to your company. Identify how much time that would take. Identify what parts you have to do. Now, let me define for you what have to do is. If you're the primary runner of your company, I keep reminding you that running your company is your job. You're the one who runs your company. You're the one who makes those decisions. So one of the things that you have to keep I know I said, I have to keep, believe it or not. I said, you can totally change the shape of your company to make you happy and peaceful, but I'm giving you the one thing you have to keep is oversight. Maybe that oversight is one phone call a month with your primary general manager, with a P&L being delivered to you, and you're reviewing the P&L at one phone call a month. That's oversight. Or maybe it's overseeing the marketing and reviewing the plan and finalizing it. Maybe it's overseeing your staff and the current payroll hours and finalizing it. Maybe it's overseeing the um, product development and finalizing it. Maybe it's doing it, right? But oversight always, as long as it's your company, there is always going to be oversight that you are responsible for. So what parts you have to keep is oversight. Now from there, you might find that there are functionally other parts you have to keep. Some people are the salesmen or woman for their company, and they've been doing that shtick for the last 20 years. And that's really what they're good at, and they enjoy it, right? Maybe they're the numbers and contracts. Maybe they're just the contracts. Maybe they're just the social media, right? Maybe they don't like networking at all. Maybe they just like writing, you know, writing. Uh, maybe they're a writer, and they enjoy the process of interacting with people through writing, and social media is a natural for you. Right? So what parts do you want? What parts are your strengths and you're going to keep? 
What parts that you have to do? Because really the company rides on that, rides on that integrity, rides on that vision, rides on that point of view. Now, I really challenge you to delegate everything else because I don't want you to think have to keep as in, in my areas of weakness. No, 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 no. Do not keep things that are in your areas of weakness. Oversight the things that are in your areas of weakness. Do not keep the things that are in your areas of weakness. So if you're a writer and you enjoy write, doing the market, writing the marketing material for your company, then you can keep that. Great. Or you could delegate it if you wanted to have your, your joy would be in running your, your company by having one meeting a month about your company and there's a general manager overtaking your company, right? You can do that. So I'm really challenging you. Only thing you have to keep is oversight. Everything else after that is a choice. But I still want you to identify what is it that you would wish to keep? What is it that it would be best for you if you kept it? And do not keep anything that is in your areas of weakness. I don't want to keep anything having to do with writing. I suck. Anything having to do with writing is not for me to participate in. I try to delegate that as much as possible. So delegate everything else. So how to delegate. Okay, so now you've kept your basic parts and you have some idea of how many hours because you've also tried to identify the hours next to it, right? So if you've built, built your list, identifying what your strengths are based on the map, which is the whole map of your company. Do your list, identify what your strengths are. Put next to it how much time a week is spent doing that. Identify what you have to keep. You have to keep oversight of everything, but you might want to actually keep whole category, a whole category for yourself. That's fine. Delegate everything else on the list should be delegated. Go away. Done. That well, oversight. That you're going to move it from you doing it to you oversighting it. Okay, how to delegate. I did uh, how to delegate is in my time management system. I did a whole show on it. If not, time management's a couple shows actually, but I did one show in particular about delegating projects to your employees. How to delegate is covered there. Right? Now, how do you want to, you can also delegate to a virtual, to a, you can delegate to a virtual assistant. You can delegate to an actual assistant. You can delegate to another company that specializes in that. You can delegate to not choosing to not do it. Okay. So, and then now I want you to write who you're going to delegate it to. Right. So I just went through the list of possible people who you would delegate it to. Who would you delegate? Right, so time, let's see. I, social media marketing having, has a lot of writing in it. So it's not for me. So I'm going to delegate my social media marketing. And who am I delegating it to? In my world, I delegate it to a lady named Taylor. Right? Who am I going to delegate it to? So delegate everything else. Decide, review how you're going to delegate, having to do with the time management uh, segment that I've already done. And who you're going to delegate it to. And then delegate it, implement it, right? Your business future is in your hands. It's really a choice. You really can choose to re-envision your company, have a new way where you go from it, what it is this and it don't work for me. And I really do have perfect permission to delegate everything having to do with my company that isn't working for me. I have perfect permission to learn how to be a manager 
of managing other people. And I can use the time management system that I've already taught, Christina, I've already taught to you. You can go back and you can find it, right? And that's how you delegate. So instead of learning how to be really good at doing social media marketing, you learn how to be really good at being a manager, managing managers. That becomes your job. You're going to need to do it anyways because there's a, you know, you need to sleep. There's only so much that your company can grow if you don't delegate. You have to delegate to allow your company to grow. So delegate everything. If most things you need to be delegating and allow your company to grow anyways, follow this system. Your business's future is in your hands. Let's say your vision isn't working the way that it is now and you really need to update your vision. Try something new. Do the Earth Cafe route. Try something new inside your company and see if it works. See if it gains teeth. See if it gets some traction. And if it does, maybe you need to do more of that. Because the next thing I'm going to do, the next show I'm going to cover is about your mission statement. Right? There's a vision. That's the thing that started your company. That's the thing that's the guiding the, the original guide for your company was some vision, some thought you had, but then there's a mission statement. And that mission statement is supposedly the guiding, the guiding path for the company. And I'm going, to be, I'm going to be discussing mission statement, how you come up with mission statement in my next show. So thank you for listening to Ask Christina for a straight talk each week on, on iTunes, on AWOP Talk 24-7, AWOP Talk 24-7. Also, you can find me specifically on, yes, on, under podcasts. So please listen in or download the uh, podcast if you would like to have it. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Christina First, straight talk for entrepreneurs and sole proprietors each week on what makes your small business work. Thank you for listening to Ask Christina First. Log on each week for small business advice. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.